Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Early 6-2 lead for UNC over Tennessee. Uh, we got the got the Wizards magic. You excited about that, PJ? No, you're not. I'm not because I don't have the, the under tonight. So <laughs> I'm not going to be screaming from the heavens. A lot more NBA, obviously. Got... Uh, well, Lakers-Pistons, I mean, I, I think they're going to just work the Pistons tonight. That's why I took the Lakers to cover uh, Suns-Raptors at 730. You know, not the same without the in-season tournament, man. It's just not the same. But I will say uh, Sixers-Pelicans at 8 Eastern. Oh, that's uh, that'll be good. Yeah, that's uh, I, I got a nice little, uh, found a nice little boost. Joel Embiid and uh, Zion, 25-plus points, plus 160. You know, this Carolina-Tennessee matchup, Nick, the the colors are very, like, it's just aesthetically pleasing. It, you know, it is. You know, you know what they, it looks like? One of those uh, creamsicles. It does. You got the white yeah. with the, the, the really kind of a creamsicle orange, and then yep. there you go. Well, I think Carolina's got the best jerseys in, in college sport. That, just the Carolina blue. I just, I absolutely love it. So... And, you know, being an Alabama guy, the Tennessee, we, we call it the puke inside of pumpkin orange. Like, we absolutely despise it. But uh, I, I just think that this this matchup, very nice. When you were ever playing video games, you know when, like, you would play a game and the jerseys were, like, too similar to each other? And you're like, I just, I, I don't know who's on my team. Yep. I can't yep. do this. Yeah. So I like when there's this big disparity. Like, yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, it looks it looks a lot better on TV. Like, some of the in-season tournament courts look in the NBA good on TV. And then some look absolutely awful. Get rid of the Reds. That's what I pretty much decided uh, with that. that we yeah. don't have that going on tonight. All right. Dan Carpet jumps on with us. BetQL's managing editor. We get into props with him every single week. Let's start in the NBA tonight, man. I don't know if you've got anything going on right now you want to throw out for people maybe to live bet. Wizards magic. Ugh, but I am kind of excited about a couple <laughs> of the games tonight. But what are you on first? Yeah, so I was on Jalen Duran over... 13 and a half rebounds plus assist. The uh, I, I thought the Lakers, you know, the fact that the Lakers give up the most assists per game to opposing centers at six per game, which is an astronomical amount considering uh, what teams usually give up to the center position. Thought that was a good play. I didn't check in on how that's going right now, but uh, uh, <laughs> that was uh, my top play of the day, of course. But I, you, you just mentioned that 76ers game coming up, Nick, and I have one for mm -hmm. that one. It's Joel Embiid over 10 and a half first quarter points. Now, let Ooh. me explain here. So Embiid has been the first quarter king this season. He leads the NBA with 10.3 points per game in the opening frame. For context here, the next best player in that regard is 9.3. So he's clearly made it a point to get going early in games here. And he has a solid matchup against Jonas Valanciunas in the Pelicans, too. The last two times Embiid played Valanciunas, he put up 42 and 37 points. And the last three times they played, Embiid scored 13, 15, and 12 first quarter points against Valanchunas. So I like that first quarter scoring prop. I like that early potential payout um, as some uh, way to cash early, and then we could do some live betting later in the game. Um, some other plays I like for tonight here, I do like the the Rockets and uh, Nuggets game here, particularly both centers in this one. The uh, Shengun versus Jokic, or as I like to call it, the Jokic 1.0 versus Jokic 2.0 here uh, with Shengun. Uh, I, I like Shengun over five and a half assists, minus 120 at BetMGM. Fred Van Vliet is out, so Shengun is going to be the clear top facilitator here for the Rockets against the Nuggets. He's recorded seven 
five and eight assists in his last three meetings against Jokic. And I think he's going to get over that number again tonight, especially with some more usage here. And then Jokic over 12 and a half rebounds. This is really hard to ignore. The last two times he played this Rockets team, he had 19 and then 21 rebounds on 25 and a half rebounding chances per game. So that's insane. I like the the over there. I think there's a lot of value as well. And then finally, I have to mention Kevin Durant over 39 and a half points plus rebounds plus assists. He's gone over this 10 times in a row. So that's that just too. one of the yes. ones where you see a 10 game <laughs> win streak. And you just gotta just check it off and just keep riding it until until you lose. If he beats me, or he beats we've me. yeah, or we've both taken it tonight, Dan, and now it's gonna lose because we talked about it. So <laughs> we know how this goes. So. Isn't that how it goes, Dan? I'm curious. You know, now that we've gotten some sample size, three games into this play-in tournament, have you or this in-season tournament? Do you change how you handicap those games compared to like the normal regular season games? Yeah, so as we saw yesterday when Joe Missoula was doing hack a drummond and, you know, running up the score in that game, I think I have been taking an extra look at some of these starters. Um, you know, I'm mostly betting starters anyways, but um, when there's a projected blowout, um, oftentimes I'll stay away from those player props, but with with yes. the way that this early tournament was in the tiebreakers um, where, you know, you're rewarding teams for running up scores, that, that point differential, total number of points actually mattered quite a bit. Um, so I was looking at guys like Tyrese Halliburton and his, his points total where, um, you know, in usual blowouts, someone like Rick Carlisle would take him out after 25 minutes and usually I get burned on assist props with Tyrese Halliburton where he's at like 12 assists at the end of the third quarter and then he doesn't see the floor again and I have over 12 and a half or something like that. Um, but the in-season tournament certainly uh, shifted some some things around. I mean, Jason Tatum uh, with points, Jalen Brown with points. I did this uh, the other day as well. Um, but there definitely was a bit of a difference there in terms of strategy uh, where a lot of these blowout situations, you all of a sudden the starters for the team that was doing the blowing out became uh, much more, um, you know, attractive than usual. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because that's really been my biggest takeaway so far from this in-season tournament that even teams that are title contenders like the Celtics clearly care. I mean, I know they all felt like guilty afterwards talking about it, and Jalen Brown was like, it's not really how it's supposed to be, and it's like, well, sorry, it's like you had to go out and slaughter your own turkey for Thanksgiving. We really want turkey, but it sucks that we have to do it. I really don't want to cut its head off, but we did, and we had turkey, and that's really all that mattered. So, it matters to these teams, and I feel like in some ways, though, if you're looking at even maybe sides and totals, because now that we're in the quarterfinals here, the, they're not calling it the Elite Eight. They're just, I guess, calling it the quarterfinals. But, you know, a team like the Pacers, like this really matters to them. They're having fun with it, and it's like really low pressure. I, we won't know for sure kind of how to gauge this until it's all wrapped up, and then next year we'll have a little bit more of a sample size. Obviously, the books will too. But, you know, in some ways I feel like we can look at this and say, who are the teams that aren't qualified or ready to like be an NBA title contender but they could kind of sneak through and win a tournament or go far in the tournament because they're young they're having fun and it's kind of like a low pressure situation too 
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Pacers, and they were they're the, the team that's on the top of my mind here. First in offensive rating, first in pace. They're one of these teams like, you know, who cares about how bad their defense is? They, they're ranked last in defensive rating as well. Because if the last time I checked, if you score more points than the other team, you're going to win. So this is one <laughs> of these teams that could put up 150-plus points. We've already seen it this season in regulation. Mm -hmm. So Tyrese Halliburton, not only has he put up insane numbers in terms of just, you know, total assist total uh total points but he's doing so with such efficiency within this rick carlisle offense that he completely just developed and transformed in the offseason where we're going to just run faster than you we're going to put up shots as looks like almost mike d'antoni another mike d'antoni-esque uh like seven seconds type of offense which is super fun to watch and, and once once again you just mentioned this isn't going to be a successful thing in a actual playoff situation where you have to win best of seven or anything like that but can they catch a team like the Celtics off guard absolutely so I think that they're positioned really well and I also think that 500k to each of those younger guys who's kind of hungry there a lot of these guys are want to make it an impact mm -hmm. before their next contract guys like Obi Toppin have a chip on their shoulder stuff to prove I think that um, you know, that 500K can matter a lot more to them than, you know, guys like on the Celtics, you know, Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, guys like that are already set up financially forever um, where, you know, the, the incentive might not be there for, uh, for a team like that. Dan, what do you think about the NFL game tomorrow night? Seahawks and Cowboys, what props have you already bet? Oh, so I have to first mention that this is such a classic Cowboys letdown spot. Like, we've seen this so many times over the years. Everyone's talking about, oh, you know, they've been so dominant at home this season. The Seahawks have last, lost two games in a row going into this. I'm on the Seahawks plus eight and a half. I have to mention that first off here. Um, minus 105 at BetMGM. So coming off of two losses under, um, under Pete Carroll, Seattle has gone 20 and five against the spread coming off two outright losses. Not only that, the Seahawks have gone 22 and seven against the spread in games where the total's 45 to 50. I know that's that's definitely a BetQL trend. I know, Nick, you, you, you've you known those over the years as well. Um, that, yes. But the 20 and five against the spread coming off of two outright losses, I think really matters. I think it's a testament to his leadership, the stability within this Seahawks organization. I also think that Geno Smith has been playing way below his potential this season. It's been super disappointing. And I think that we are due for a matchup where we see him play up to that potential where, um, you know, he uses those receivers. The running game works. I think defensively, the Seahawks are a little bit underrated as well. I don't think the Seahawks are going to win this game outright, but I think they're going to keep it within eight and a half. Uh, so I do like that side of things. I do have to mention the one player prop that I love, and I've continued to, to kind of say this every week, is Tony Pollard anytime touchdown. It's such a discount week over week now because he had that insane stretch from like week two to a couple weeks ago where he was getting all these looks in the red zone, all these looks within the five-yard line, and just couldn't get into the end zone. Uh, he scored last week. He scored the week before, I believe, as well. And he's going to continue to get the lion's share of work at running back um, for the Cowboys. So I do like his anytime touchdown prop. I think there's a lot of value there um, as well. But overall, those are the two plays I I'm really looking at for tomorrow. 
Yeah, I'm already in on Pollard receptions. I bet over on his uh, receptions and receiving yards because the Seahawks are not good when it comes to uh, receiving running backs. Let's just put it that way. Hey, I know there's an article that you wrote. I I peeked at it. I have not had a chance to go all the way through (laughs) it yet, but I did see it was a massive, massive parlay, if I'm correct, and this is the same thing here. What's the deal with this? Because convince me to tell you because I kind of want something crazy for this weekend. Oh, I I got something crazy for you, Nick. Don't worry. Um, These trends that I'm about to mention. So this parlay is backed by trends that have gone 50 and 0. 50 and 0. Okay, let me get into this here. It's a seven-leg parlay. We're going to combine NFL and college football. We're going to start off here with Louisville plus one and a half, first half versus Florida State. Under Jeff Brom, Louisville's gone 6-0 and against the spread in the first half after allowing 100 or less rushing yards in their last game. So that's active. The one that I have to mention here, Oklahoma State money line versus Texas, plus 460. This is the one that's a little bit of a stretch, but Oklahoma State has gone 4-0 straight up against teams with winning records this season. They have that elite running game. They have wins over Arizona State, Kansas State, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Could it happen? Yes. Okay. New Mexico State plus 10.5 versus Liberty. New Mexico State has gone 10-0 and against the spread over their last 10 games. So Jerry Kill has definitely turned around that program. Appalachian State plus 4.5 versus Troy. Under Sean Clark, Appalachian State has gone 7-0 against the spread in the first half as a road underdog. Toledo money line versus Miami, Ohio, minus th- that's minus 300. So this is uh, one you could be more confident in here. They've gone 11-0 straight up in their last 11 games, and they're their clear and obvious favorite for the MAC championship. And then finally, two NFL ones. This one, I'll save the, I'll save the crazy one for last. I'm going to go Eagles plus one and a half in the first half versus the 49ers. Under Nick Sirianni, the Eagles have gone 6-0 against the spread in the first half versus good defensive teams who give up 17 or less points per game. Um, and the Niners lead the NFL in scoring defense with just 15.5 points per game allowed. Finally, the Commanders plus six and a half in the first half versus the Dolphins. The Commanders have gone 6-0 against the spread in the first half versus offensive teams that have averaged 350 or more yards per game over the last two seasons. Miami, of course, leads the NFL with 430.5 total yards per game on average. (laughs) So when you take all those trends, 50-0, statistically... This has no chance of losing, right, guys? I mean, that, you uh, know what? <laughs> I love that. I don't hate I it. I love that attitude. By the way, that's it on betql.com and on the BetQL app because there's no way you memorize that whole thing, but that's and where all, you go and, and find and it. And all, bet, bet 10, win 1581. So, I mean. You know what? The, I'm in. I got some free bets sitting around. I'm in. I'm going to do something. Let's, let's get crazy this weekend. I'm getting crazy with you, Dan. Love it. If Oklahoma State wins, Dan, against Texas, I'm going to start getting re- – Dan, I don't know if I can take all that stress. I got Bama-Georgia <laughs> afterwards. I don't know. If Oklahoma State wins, I don't know if I'll be able to contain all that. Do you have any thoughts on that game, Dan, real quick? We got about 30 seconds. Anything on Bama-Georgia? Yeah, I mean, I, I left out a, a Bama trend because I just don't think that – I don't have confidence in Bama winning that game. But if you look back and, and you're backing Nick Saban in this situation, obviously – Bama needs to win this game for the CFP uh, possibility here. And, uh, you know, Georgia has been so dominant over the years, but you're really just looking at Nick Saban. If you want to, what is the price on their money line right now? It's like plus 180 or something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
So, you know, you're looking at Nick Saban, you're looking at Jalen Milrow, and you're saying, okay, do I trust you guys or not? And what price can I get? Um, I don't think it's ever a, a bad idea mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to, to go to, to back those guys in that situation. Yeah. All right, Dan Karpik, BetQL. Always good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, guys. I'm I'm gonna I'm tailing him in that I parlay. Am too. I've decided I'm in. Let's get crazy. It's BetMGM tonight.